and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, a program that delves into the latest in Volusia's governmental and political issues. As I've said before, no one's going to ever replace Mark Bernier or Big John. Their shows were extremely informative, and I always listen to their podcast. This show will include interviews with city and county, as well as school board officials, members of our legislative and congressional delegations, and other leaders in the political community on a variety of topics. But everything will focus on matters that impact Volusia County, directly or indirectly. And now for the news. The Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable recently met where they began plans to allocate a $37 million check recently delivered by Governor Ron DeSantis to renourish Volusia's beaches. The group also set committees to address Nova Road Canal's drainage capacity from Ormond to Port Orange, thus to prevent the risk of flooding. A transportation committee to expedite the flow of traffic countywide and a bridges task force to better coordinate hurricane evacuations. The group's next meeting will be March 13th. Next item, Daytona Beach City Commission recently modified their family occupancy standards and the definition of family as it pertains to their land development code. Staff wants to simplify the term family by using the term household, which would mean six or fewer adults and minor children residing together in a single dwelling unit on a monthly basis. This is being done to address dormitory living, which is taking place in single-family neighborhoods, a problem that is being seen more in today's society. Next, at last night's commission meeting, commissioners elected Monica Paris to the Volusia Tourist Development Council. This advisory council makes recommendations to the county council regarding bed tax revenue. Other members include representatives from the county council, from the cities, namely Deltona City Commission, and from the tourism industry. And this just in, Governor DeSantis has nominated Michael Jaworski as commissioner of the Office of Insurance Regulation. He is currently vice chair of the Florida Gaming Control Commission and was previously Insurance Regulations Chief of Staff. He'll serve as interim commissioner until his nomination comes to the Financial Services Commission for final approval. Moving on to Port Orange. With the recent resignation of Councilmember Cat Atwood, 
the Port Orange City Council agreed to appoint an interim council member at their next meeting. Applications for that interim member are taking place this week through the 17th of February. The council will make that appointment at their February 21st meeting. The special election date will be August 22nd with a runoff date of November the 7th. Qualifying will be July the 12th through the 16th. Also, making a note, as it pertains to vote by mail, many Florida voters had their request for mail-in ballots expire December 31st. Previously, voters could elect to automatically receive a mail-in ballot for every election for up to four years. So now, if you want to vote by mail, you must request a mail-in ballot every two years. And if you want to renew, you can do so at volusiaelections.gov. Moving on to DeLand. On a sad note, DeLand city officials issued a permit to demolish the Putnam Hotel. Axia Putnam, the property's current owner, had been renovating the 100-year-old hotel, hoping to convert it to apartments. But after renovation work began, several structural deficiencies were discovered. In December, BBM structural engineers found more deterioration and recommended the building be demolished. So Axia has been granted a demolition permit from the city. Mayor Chris Cloudman expressed the city's disappointment. And demolition has begun this past week. Moving on to Deltona. At their February 6th meeting, Deltona City Commissioners voted 5-2 to offer current city interim manager Jim Chisholm a $200,000 one-year contract. It will come back to the commission for a final vote at a future meeting. The motion was made by Commissioner Jody Lee, and he basically stated Deltona has several major projects that need action, and Mr. Chisholm is the best opportunity to get those projects accomplished. As for that motion, Jody Lee, Anita Bradford, Thomas Burbank, Stephen Caldwell, Maritza Avia Vasquez voted yes. Mayor Santiago Avia and Dana McCool voted no. Meanwhile, the commission had agreed to accept applications for the city manager role until March 3rd. Stay tuned. Next item. At their February 7th meeting, County Council approved four impact fees. First, Thoroughfare Road impact fee zones 
were amended to reflect changes in development, travel, and TPO plans. The ordinance doesn't change the impact fee schedule. A new emergency medical service impact fee will be collected in the cities and unincorporated county, but it takes city transports into consideration for a discounted fee. The current four fire rescue impact fee zones were amended into a single unincorporated county zone. Impact fees for local and district parks will be collected in the cities and unincorporated county. All revenues will be used for capital improvements and these ordinances will become effective March 6. Next item, January 25th, River to Sea TPO approved a request by Florida Department of Transportation to amend their 2045 long-range transportation plan for improvements to the interchange of I-95 at Pioneer Trail, which is in southeast Volusia. This amendment was required so funds for the project can be authorized and production can continue to move forward. The board's vote included funding for fiscal year 2023. Now, in addition, TPO administrative offices must vacate their location at 2450 West International Speedway Boulevard due to hurricane damage. So they're talking with City of Daytona Beach about temporary office space, but for now, TPO meetings will take place at Daytona Beach International Airport. Next item, an update from First Step Shelter. In 2022, First Step Shelter took 223 individuals off the streets and placed them into housing. 96 found employment and 445 individuals stayed in the Roseanne Tornator safe zone. Now, you may not know that one of 10 of these residents are military veterans and that residents are required to save 50% of their income and case managers are helping residents obtain Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and food stamps. And the recent mayor's gala raised about 247000 of their $1.4 million annual budget. And now some news from Tallahassee. Interim Enterprise Florida and Commerce Secretary Laura DeBella is now the new Florida Commerce Secretary and CEO of Enterprise Florida. Enterprise is the state's economic development agency to retain and recruit high-impact industries. Her career 
includes numerous industries from manufacturing to marketing as well as being a licensed real estate broker for over 20 years. Congratulations, Laura. Moving on, legislature, during their special session, House Bill 1 was approved, which creates a local government emergency bridge loan program to provide financial assistance to local governments impacted by Hurricanes Ian and Nicole. It allocates $50 million and transfers $650 million from the General Revenue Fund to the Emergency Preparedness and Response Fund to be used for responding to a declared state of emergency. Another bill, House Bill 9B, Reedy Creek Improvement District, which was owned by the Walt Disney Company since 1966. This bill would leave much of the district intact, including its financial obligations, but it would be renamed to the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. And the governor would appoint a five-member governing board Board members were previously named by entities controlled by Disney Corporation. And last, some news from Washington with an update on the U.S. debt ceiling. It's about four months until the Treasury Department could run out of ways to prevent a debt default, meaning time is running out for Republicans and Democrats to find common ground. The Democrat-controlled Senate and White House want Congress to raise the debt limit with no strings attached, while the Republican House majority wants spending cuts to pay down the $31 trillion debt. House Speaker McCarthy wants limits on new discretionary funds as part of his plan to achieve a balanced budget in 10 years. Many Republicans have looked to non-defense programs as a means to trim expenditures and capping spending other than Social Security and Medicare for fiscal year 2023 levels. Other ideas being pitched include work, work requirements for Medicaid and taking back unspent COVID-19 pandemic funds from the states. As far as entitlements are concerned, it's pretty much safe to say Medicare and Social Security are off the table, but stay tuned. And before we interview today's guest, I'd like to put in a word about Fountainhead. Jason Myers Headquarters Campus in Holly Hill for Synergy Billing. This facility is on the site of the old Holly Hill Middle School, 1200 Center Avenue, just north of LPGA Boulevard. Synergy Billing a medical billing and coding company 
is just one segment of Fountainhead, and there's more to come, so stay tuned. And now for today's guest. Danny Robbins is the District 3 representative on the Volusia County Council, which is Southeast Volusia. He's a graduate of the Police Academy at Daytona State College and has served with the Daytona Beach Police Department from 2005 to 2014, where he received a Medal of Valor for a life-saving act in addition to 24 performance commendations. He's a small business owner, been that since 2006. He once served with the Volusia Growth Management Commission and is a member of the Volusia Cattlemen's Association. He grew up in upstate New York, has two children, and is determined to pass his work ethic on to them. He believes that life is only as hard as you make it. His advice, use your head and your heart, and you will have no problems. Glad to have you with us, Danny. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. Okay, let's get started. As a Volusia County Council member, any specific challenges that you see that the county is now facing? That's an excellent question, Jim. You know, every day um, is, is something different um, in, in Volusia County. And the challenges and the curveballs uh, are of no shortage, uh, especially after we've uh, uh, sustained uh, damage from Hurricanes Ian and Nicole. Uh, but every day, uh, on an everyday basis, you know, uh, these quality of life issues uh, differ from people to people or person to person. And, uh, you know, a lot of the emails or things that we face as, as councilmen and women is uh, what may seem like a small issue to, to you is a big issue to somebody else. I mean, it could be anywhere from uh, your ditch uh, needing cleaned out or your culvert uh, to, uh, you know, your, your, road, your road having bumps in it or uh, potholes, or, or you could be balancing the budget, you know. So it really varies day to day and, and, uh, uh, and, and whatnot. So, like I said, there's no, no shortage when it comes to... Uh, what's on our daily plate. County, y'all currently have a 360, wait a minute, county, y'all have a $376 million general fund in your budget. Right. What type of budget challenges do you see in the next fiscal year? Well, everything's going to uh, determine uh, or be determined based on our uh, revenue streams. You know, we are uh, still a tourist uh, community. We, we did sustain quite a bit of damage, uh, as you well know, Jim, on our uh, coastline. Uh, and that's all 47 miles. Um, you know, there has been city parks uh, wiped out. There has been um, hundreds of beach accesses wiped out. There's been uh, the beach ramps where vehicles drive down uh, from, from A1A wiped out. There's been homes that have fallen into the uh, Atlantic Ocean um, and, and beach dunes have been uh, wiped out. So um, uh, our, our strain right now is assessing uh, the damages. We've had over 852 million in estimated damages uh, from both hurricanes. 
With that comes, uh, like I said, revenue loss, uh, tourism, uh, and everything that 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 comes from that. And also, too, on your ad valorem side, your property tax side here, you have uh, you're going to have your your property uh, tax loss because of the the damages sustained in the buildings and the homes that were uh, damaged during or as a result of the hurricane. So it's it's definitely a, a big deal, and it's 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 a long road to recovery. Let me ask you this. What about, I believe, is it next year that SunRail, the cost of SunRail, does that come on uh, the books for Volusia? It's, it's headed our way. Um, and it's, like I said, uh, or we, we've talked in the past, right, right around the corner. You know, um, it's an interesting situation. And, and obviously, we never know what the, the future is going to hold. But uh, these, this is why it's very important to plan and, 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 and look into the future and not sometimes take too big of a bite uh, because there's so many unknowns, but, but not just that, but because of your, your prior commitments, whether you agree to them or not. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times uh, people lose focus of that, uh, uh, whether once they get in office or even when they're in office. So it's, it's really an interesting situation, but, but uh, you know, SunRail is going to be a major uh, tax burden uh, on, the, on uh, the people of uh, Volusia County, the residents of Volusia County. And I believe that y'all had talked about, they are going to be extending that from DeBerry to the land, and that should be done by what, next year, I believe? It's going to take a little bit. Uh, it, I'd say a year plus plus. Uh, there, there's the, the, the what's most interesting about SunRail is is still the unknowns, and he, and here we're a, a partner to it uh, to to the project, and and uh, a lot of what's happening is is we've we've been uh, committed so far. Here we haven't had the initial. Um, uh, segments, Jim, uh, built out or projects complete. And we're already talking about uh, the extensions while we haven't figured out how to pay for the first uh, one. So it's a, it's a really interesting situation, like I had expressed earlier, uh, especially being newer on the council. And when, when, when this, uh, these decisions were made prior, uh, now we're trying to, to mitigate uh, them on top of everything else that we're facing or these natural disasters that we're facing. I see what you mean. Next question, let me ask. Uh, Governor DeSantis recently announced a Move Florida Forward Road Plan, and it's got some significant money in there for Volusia County. Anything you can share with me on that? Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that was an, an excellent initiative uh, that was put forward by our governor. Um, our State's transportation plan, Jim, uh, is roughly $12.6 billion uh, this year, and Volusia County was lucky enough uh, to receive, uh, or is going to be receiving approximately $340 million for the new I-95 and uh, US-1 interchange in Ormond Beach. Um, and as you know, you've been around here a lot longer than I have, but that is uh, the oldest or if not the oldest uh, interchange uh, in the state of Florida, definitely in Volusia County, but it's, I believe, over 50 to 60 years old. And as you know, that, that area has grown 
um, quite a bit, and uh, and it's it's in it's in much need for some updating and uh, repair and traffic studies and safety uh, safety initiatives and whatnot. Uh, but uh, I believe it's well overdue, and, and I'm so glad to see that 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 funding uh, was appropriated and uh, and and earmarked for that project because we we desperately needed it. You're so right. Um, recently, Governor DeSantis had a press conference there on the beach, and uh, and you were there, and mm -hmm. he delivered a thirty-seven million dollar check for beach renourishment. Now, after that, the following week, the Volusia elected officials roundtable began discussing a plan as to how this money would be used. Anything you can share with us as to you see where that's going? Well, one thing I did find out because, uh, you know, naturally, once we get a, a, a check like that, uh, I was one of the, the first people to, to send an email to our county manager to say, hey, George, how do we or, or what is the plan for this and what is the scope? Uh, you know, because uh, really right now people are so focused on the beach, Jim, that that we're, we're easily forgetting about uh, our folks on the west side of town or west of US-1 or, or Nova Road in some of our more historic sections of, uh, of Daytona Beach, uh, New Smyrna Beach, uh, even Edgewater uh, sustained uh, quite a bit of flooding. So um, what I found out is that that money is going to be dedicated and can only be dedicated towards beach restoration uh, so we're, we're really limited in scope of what we can do with that. And uh, if there's any changes in that, which I don't believe uh, there will be, um, I'll for sure let you know. But in, in reality, you know, 37 million sounds like a lot and it is a, a very large sum of money. But uh, with the damages that we sustained and in uh, the cost of fuel and supply chain issues and the cost of material, and all the permitting and hoops that you have to jump through uh, to get uh, beach compatible sand, we actually need about three times that amount of money uh, in estimation uh, to get back uh, to where we to where we recently were. But uh, you know what? Uh, we we should count our blessings because uh, uh, I'm I'm just glad that we that we got uh, a little seed money uh, with that 37 million to to at least get us started. And then we also, Jim, received another five million initially for emergency sand placement. Um, pretty much uh, that way we can secure uh, the at-risk properties um, uh, initially, and, uh, and and hopefully get us get us by. But no, and and all in all, uh, we're at over forty-one million, forty-two million um, so far. But there's no doubt in my mind that the governor and our state representatives, uh, Tom Leake. Uh, Chase Tremont, uh, who are here along the coast, uh, I know that they're pressing uh, day in and day out to get us the much needed um, uh, help, aid, and support that we need. You're so right, because we do need it here in Volusia on our beaches and such. But uh, next month, March the 7th, Volusia legislative session starts. And I know that y'all had recently approved y'all's list of legislative priorities at the county council level. Anything more that you can share on that on your county council request? 
Not offhand, Jim. You know, we, we have a, a new council and uh, uh, really these legislative uh, <clears throat> priorities are, are carrying over from uh, the old council. But as you know, uh, different strokes for different folks. I, I don't believe anything will be changed. I'm curious to see, uh, you know, how our prior uh, requests are addressed. I know, uh, like I, I mentioned before, we have some real movers and shakers in our camp uh, when it comes to our state representatives and, and legislators and, and, and even on the federal side. So I'm really uh, excited and eager to see uh, what we can get accomplished uh, even though we've we've been hit with uh, several nat natural disasters, but there's no doubt in my mind those uh, those guys are going to work hard for us and bring home the uh, the state and federal dollars so we can keep moving forward. Okay. And just in closing, anything that you can share with us uh, that you see foresee as far as issues and priorities and all that y'all be taking place in the next couple of months. Volusia County Council. With the new council, Jim, and, and that's a, another uh, a great topic, uh, with the new council uh, obviously brings uh, some new ideas and some old. I've heard anything from, uh, and we just uh, addressed this several months ago uh, with dogs on the beach, uh, new council came in and uh, we want to talk about it again, see if uh, there's any feasibility there. Uh, it was also brought up about uh, free beach passes, you know, which is always a, a an interesting topic because the the biggest question that you have to ask yourself and the taxpayers after have to ask themselves is, is how do we pay for it? Uh, one and two is what what services are you willing to cut? Uh, so you know, and then you have the people that use it uh, more on the east side, and then you have people on the west side that 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 don't use it. So. Is it fair to put that that burden, especially with uh, what we're going through, not just as a, a county right now, but as a nation uh, with um, inflated gas prices, food prices, um, the price of goods overall, uh, inflation at a 40 year high, you know, the list goes on, uh, you know, is that fair to uh, propose that putting that tax on uh, the American people or on, on the Boucher County uh, residents. Uh, so, you know, I'm interested to see how that's going to work out uh, to see if there's any new revenue sources that could cover not just the, the $1 million offset, but the approximately nine to $11 million that's also um, uh, supplemented out of the general fund to, to, to run the beach. So, uh, and everything that, that it entails. Um, I know uh, last week, or excuse me, last meeting, Jim, I had uh, really dug in to the uh, to our budget, and 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 we're going to be looking at tax cuts. I I proposed uh, several cuts uh, to include, um, starting with the the low hanging fruit uh, with our sponsorship program, and looking at uh, some more efficiencies uh, that we can uh, that we can focus on. And uh, what I'm going to do is pull it up for you real quick. I had actually put it out on social media last week. Uh, the recommendations that we uh, that we had made uh, or that I had brought up in the end. And, and one of the biggest ones, Jim, was eliminating the uh, uh, business tax receipts and related fees to our, our, our local businesses. 
and the estimated revenue that that brings in or, or that the folks are are taxed uh, for that is is roughly six to eight hundred thousand dollars and it may not sound much in in that overall operating budget but you know what every every uh, uh, nickel counts uh, all the time but especially uh, right now when we have people struggling um, I had mentioned the sponsorship program which is roughly a forty thousand dollar budgeted uh, program where um, 501s and, um, uh, and whatnot can, uh, in the nonprofits, uh, they can come to us and ask for uh, $1,500, I believe is the maximum, uh, to go towards an event, uh, uh, event for uh, their nonprofit. And pretty much, you know, it can go into community support. Uh, but, but like I said, you know, people are struggling right now. And, and, and to me, this is, this is no brainer stuff. You know, we got to tighten the belt. Um, and also too, uh, I had recommended to look at our county council budget. And I, when I say the county council budget, we have an operating budget as well. It goes towards travel and events and this and that and the other. And, and uh, I know in years past, it was kind of, uh, I think within my first year, Jim, I picked up that, that uh, there's, there's not a whole lot of checks and balances for the government. And, and to me, that's, that's scary. And, and this was one of the areas because several years ago when our uh, country was shut down with COVID, I started looking at our, our own county council budget, uh, just overviewing of things of possibly to cut. And I say, how in the hell are we spending eighteen, twenty thousand dollars to travel when there's no traveling in the country when you can't fly? So yeah. it was. Uh, it raised some. It raised some some uh, some questions and pinned my ears back uh, a little bit. It got me paying attention, and uh, you know that's that's one that's one area that uh, I take very seriously, especially when we have people struggling. We we there has to be some some government oversight. Um, or better oversight when it comes to travel, meals, uh, equipment, whether it's needed or not needed, uh, and everything that goes along with it. And then, too, I brought up, Jim, um, just because of the, of the struggle, is the Ocean Center, uh, we use the Ocean Center for our state of the county. And, and for the, the listeners and, and for you, you know, the state of the county is just a overview of what uh, our challenges were the previous year and what our goals are upcoming. And in our charter, it doesn't re really require that. It can be done in, in chamber, uh, in the chambers, in the council chambers. So I said, hey, you know what? Can we save? I mean, there's upwards of 800 to 1,000 staff hours that go into this uh, state of the county production at the Ocean Center, not to mention um, occupying that space in the time where we can be renting out that space to a potential vendor. We get heads and beds on the beach side uh, because of, of, of those events, you know, and collect bed tax. So there's a lot more that, that goes into just the initial uh, event. So, and also lastly, Jim, identifying our subsidies, all subsidies that come out of the general fund which controls our property taxes. So I'm, I'm hopeful to see and, and, and get a list here in the next meeting or two to see what our subsidies are to give my colleagues and myself a better understanding and idea of 
our challenges and then prioritize our subsidies or, or what areas are subsidized, where we can keep pressing forward or hitting the gas with, and what we need to really uh, drill down on and start pumping the brakes with, because all the indications are there. And what's scary is uh, 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 seeing some of these red flags, some of these indicators, just like we saw back in 2007, 2008, before the market crashed, you saw interest rates go up, you saw uh, gasoline go up, uh, inflation was up, uh, you know, development was slowing down. So, you know, all those are there, Jim. Um, I just uh, hopefully and, and being hopeful and praying that we can stay ahead of this and we will, uh, but really drill down for, for our people uh, here at home. So. Well, Danny, we certainly appreciate it today and thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you at the next meeting. Hey to Michelle and to your dad. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Yes, sir. And again, I'd like to thank today's guest, Danny Robbins, for joining us. And before I close, I want to announce that as of this minute, the U.S. debt stands at $31,531,000,000,000, and, and it's growing by the minute. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140. And if I miss your call and not return it in eight business hours, I'll pay you $1,000. This is Jim Cameron signing off and asking you to please support Volusia Volunteers in Medicine because they provide health care at no cost to local employed individuals with no health insurance.